0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I've got some scary, scary stuff for you today, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, ma'am. How is everybody? <coughs> I am feeling so much better, 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 better and um i'm still dealing with a little bit of a hack so if I cough or something sorry so i'm gonna have a cough trap in my mouth i'm gonna try not to make a bunch of noise while recording because it's gonna be all i'm trying not to be doing that shit so all right guys i want to say thank you for all the downloads and the uh followers that keep uh liking the pages and the uh, Podcast and subs- subscribing and downloading, man, it's awesome. Just want to say thank you very, very much. Mm. But man, I'm feeling better. You guys are great. See <coughs> 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 what I mean? But you guys are the best fans in the world. Like I said, my numbers are getting bigger. I'm working on catching up to YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to start doing some more videos. I just want to get past all that's crud and stuff so it wouldn't look like a walking dead doing the podcast. So, But bear with me. I'm almost done with this sicky shit. So, Just want to say thanks one more time. And, hey, you guys are awesome, man. The numbers are getting bigger and better. All right, guys. Well, yeah, we're still going to cover what I think I might do. This will be the last... Um, what am I trying to say? Last episode for uh, September. So after this, I'm not going to, I'm going to just wait and finish up doing Canada, Washington, and in Montana after Halloween, do it in November or something. <laughs> or just push it off till the end of the year because, you know, around Thanksgiving, I like to cover the, you know, well, Thanksgiving scary stuff if there is any but I'll find it if there is and you know scary Christmas stuff and for December so yeah I'll push it until next year to finish up them three state them three uh, places but I'm so looking forward to Halloween this year I got some good stuff I got a Halloween uh, special I'm gonna do it's uh about a I'm just gonna tell you a little little info about it it's just a place where a bunch of murders happened, and it was really—it's a really true story. But I got that for—I'm uh, gonna do for October and some other stuff, so I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great month. I can't believe October's like gone. I mean, October's fixing to be here, so pretty crazy. But I guess without further ado, I will start on the first story. Our first story is the Lewis County Historical Museum. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly one of the most beautiful local buildings is the Lewis County Historical Museum. The former train depot was built in 1912 and is now filled with air, uh, with artifacts of those long ago, South Sound Paranormal Research has investigated the museum since 2008. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that the museum is truly haunted, and it is it is our belief that the museum is perhaps one of the most haunted locations in all of Washington," says Patty Valdez, founder of SSPR. Museum director Jason Madison invade, invades invites interest in, in uh, okay let's start this over. Jason Madison invites interested individuals to attend the museum upcoming on the upcoming ghost tours. Previous tours have uh, produced unexplained voice recordings and a video that is uh, definitely creepy. You may express something you otherwise would not or hear fun stories, he says. Jason had his own encounter at the museum. I was in the uh, office after hours, and it was getting dark, he recalls. While typing away on the computer, he saw a shadow figure peek peek its head around the corner, and lights turned on that were turned off previously. Excuse me, that would be some creepy shit. Sylvia Livermore has uh, volunteered there for the last 12 years. During that time, she's experienced unexplained encounters in the museum, many while she was there for herself. However, museum staff find the visitors, visitors more interesting than frightening. I don't bother them, and they don't bother me," says Sylvia. "I'm not scared, but things do get moved around now and then." Sylvia has heard her name called while walking down the hallways. A cabinet in the uh, attic in the attic continues to open even when she shoves something in the door to keep it closed. Reflections are a common occurrence when no one is in the building and once the witness to once she witnessed two girls in an old clothing in old clothing looking at looking at the rock <coughs> display in the hallway only the vanish only to vanish suddenly a military truck that had other trucks stacked on top of it mysteriously appears on top of the pile over and over again. The person that owned it must have wanted it to be seen, says Sylvia. Okay, this is St. Mary's. I guess this is... Oh, I just went ahead and did this because... uh, (coughs) It this kind of talks about a town really, so this is a a whole town, actually, <laughs> in Montana. Okay, okay, Saint Mary's. Another haunted location in the town is the uh, Cowlets Tribal Center, formerly known as Saint Mary's in Toledo. It was Mike Jones' childhood. Childhood Church. I have seen the nuns in the hallway more than once, says Mike. There's a lot of history there and many witnesses to confirm sightings. He has asked about it while visiting the church years later. He freaked when I answered, You seen them too? Yes, Mike. One childhood memory from Sunday school stands out. There was a marble floor halfway or a black figure looking like a nun dressed, Mike says. I would say it was a, uh, it was a, it was life looked uh, like it was real life, like it was a real life nun, but it wasn't. Now we're going to talk about the old Centrala Hospital. Now an abandoned building, it has uh, its share of scary stories from those. Who've lived and worked there? Gary Van Aken, a former maintenance worker, was in the basement sorting parts in 1999 when he heard a conversation between two people talking. I looked around for I looked around for a minute where I would hear a conversation. Though he says, I thought I thought it's good to be the people above be the people above me when I went to look upstairs I realized no one was no one no one of the area was uh, in my uh, apartment and the uh, other was completely empty so he heard some voices he was down the basement sorting stuff and then he went up there to these rooms and there was no one there you kidding you can really make make it out, but it was clear. It was almost like somebody whispering, standing in the corner. That place always felt kind of creepy to me. Now we're going to go over the Branson's Hollow. There's nothing more frightening than a haunted forest, and Winlock is home to one of the most legendary ones, Br- the Br- brinson's Hollow. Its tales of strange sightings have been reported for decades. Nancy supposedly visited the area when she was young, with other teenagers looking for a party. We drove out to Branson's, but there was uh, nobody there, she says. Turned out we turned the car around to drive away when a huge white shape with glowing eyes emerged from the trees right in front of us. The thing never made a sound while time it ch- it chased. The thing never made a sound the whole time it chased us. The site is not accessible now, but was once a family homestead and now the site of the Snow family graves. Now we're gonna go over the McManus... Optical Club, or yeah, Optical Optic Club. This place is filled with his history and lore, and seems to be the reported clocks changing the time. Oh, wait, seems to be the location. Oh, of history and lore, and it seems to be the location where the dead like to hang out with the living. Staff members have alarms go off for no reason. One bartender recalls an ashtray filling, or flying across her shoulder while brushing his teeth. Many people have reported seeing a ghostly man sitting by the wood stove. What's certain is there's there's something spooky going on there. Lewis County is is no stranger to the unexplained, with Bigfoot sightings and UFOs and crop circles. But with such rich history, historic hauntings offer clues to the past. So discover a bone-chilling thrill with a paranormal adventure right here in Lewis County. Man, I'm dumbass. So that was all about... Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. Are we still here? Sorry about that. Sorry about that guys. I was uh doing my paperwork and or getting my pages back together and bam all right That one was about the whole uh some of the haunted buildings in Lincoln or in Lewis County. Now let's get on with the next one, okay. Okay. Our next one is the Colomo Ghost Town in Montana. It's also known as mystery as a mystery camp. Colomo the Coloma Ghost Town is located in the Garnet Ridge area in Miss Missaloa County. Little is known about this settlement. As most people dim its history a mystery from the records, the Columbine mining camp, plus several others, starting in 1865, after gold was discovered in Elk Creek in Bear uh, Colch. Here's the history of the town. With its discovery of with its, its discovery. Gold, pro- gold prospectors moved and settled in the uh, Garnet Mountain Mining District. Columbine saw a large settlement during this uh, period, but the town got established years later in 1893. It boomed until 1897 after the discovery of load deposits in the area. Things turned around real quickly with the discovery of the low deposits Kalamazoo became active and even home two uh, mills outside the crushing ore, before hauling it to the Anacota, Hel- Helena, or the Buddha, for treatment, or, or to booty for treatment. Several mines developed in Kalamazoo, but the two largest ones were the Megamouth, which opened in 1896, and Comet in 1905 the mammoth mine yielded approximately 250,000 dollars of gold from the time it started in its operations till its death even 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 though these mines were operational most of them were not quite uh profitable since they were losing most gold in the uh, tellings this loss led to the death of Colomai, eventually becoming a ghost town in 1918. But even the Col- even Colomai being a ghost town, the mining business continued until the uh, late 1950s. Huh. By the end of it all, the entire Colomai district had yielded approximately $250,000 in various ores, including gold, zinc, lead, and silver. Today, there are still, there are still uh, systems, mining shafts and narrow-gauge uh, railroad remain, remains and pumping machines at the site. There are also, are also a few cabins still standing. The main attraction to the ghost town. There isn't much left of the ghost town since these structures were never preserved. However, you can still reveal the past by walking into the uh, few remaining buildings and mining remains. Here are the uh, ghost town's main attractions. The miner's cabin. Walking, walking into the few standing cabins in the uh, ghost town will give you an accurate picture and feel of the past. You can see how miners lived and survived in tiny spaces with their families. Another attraction is the uh, mining remains. Ghost town. Ha- Ghost town has its uh, memorial, memorabilia, mar- including the ventilation systems and the mining shafts and the narrow-gauged uh, railroad remains and pumping machines are still de- still there. These odys provide an excellent opportunity to learn opportunity to learn how the operation was ran. And all right, that's all the attractions. Now I'm going to tell you about what all people see. Well, people have recorded uh, voices when they go and investigate. People have recorded uh, footsteps walking across the. Uh, Old wooden cabins and uh, buildings that remain. So that'd be a cool place to go see. (laughs) But, man, there is a lot of uh, ghost stories that start like that, that towns that were booming in certain periods, and then all of a sudden they just go, bam, crap. So crazy. All right, guys, we will be right back. I'm going to go to a commercial and see you in a bit. You ever look up at the sky at night, and look at the stars, and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered? Why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, Come listen to this podcast called "What's Really, really, out, really, really there. out There," and I am your host Stephanie Booth, and, and I am my your father. co-host Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban le- murders, unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries, uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you are uh, need to listen to What's, What's really, really Out, out there? there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel twos, or channel, so go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's,
1: What's really, really Out there?
0: there. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Sorry about this. I'm throwing this in there real quick because I screwed up. And I had to go back and edit. And I'm doing this to fill in some space. And we're going to get right back in with the story coming back up. I'm glad you liked that commercial. Uh, go ahead and go... Listen to What's Really Out There. Me and Steph are starting to get some new episodes put up there. So go check it out. Back at the show. Okay. Our next story is the legislative building in Winnipeg, Canada. Now, when I start out, this is a guy describing um, one of the ghosts there. She walks the upper galleries of the ornate Legislative Library late at night when the lights are out and, and the only real people around are security guards. She wears a long dress, more in keeping with the early 1900s than today's fashion. Her gray hair is tied up in a bun. She does not bother anyone. That's a rhyme and I didn't mean to do it. Her ghostly shadow moves silently, restacking a uh, 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 restacking books, you know, from the past, like what she did when she was alive. Folders and binders and etc. You know, basically kind of tidying up the place. One time a security guard caught her reading a reading at a table. When he asked her how she got into the uh, locked room, she vanished, poof right before his eyes. Now to see that would creep me out. i don't know how I could go back to a place like that to work. that would spook the shit out of me. She has only been seen a few times, but the staff staff of the Manitoba legislative building library and security library and security guards oh in security Security guards are kindly aware of her presence, although harmless. None of them care to spend the night waiting for her to reappear. She just, she just, she's just one of these spirits said to haunt the uh, legislative building, a Winnipeg landmark, steamed and hidden in plain, uh, hidden in plain sight, mystic, mystic messages. Uh, in supposed links to the occult. It's uh, Masneic symbols, or it's Mas, it's Mason symbols, are the, uh, archi- in the architect, are well documented. Excuse me. But is it ghost? No so much. But it's ghost? No so much. I don't get that. But anyways, that's what it says. A spooky, a spooky moon flies over the golden bay, or golden Oh, the golden boy. This is a little side story. And then it's gonna, I'm gonna talk about it real quick because it sits out right by this uh, building. So you people in Canada, let me know about this big old golden boy statue. Okay, it says the spooky, a spooky moon floats over the uh, golden boy. There's another female's ghost that's said to of the basement hallways of the building. This this one's this one sings her voice, gentle and quiet, but still echoing through the natural night noise of buildings opened. Yeah, so y'all let me know about the golden boys. Supposedly there's like a spooky moon that hangs over it. Okay, in the nineteen twenties, the legend, the uh, legislative building was was built on the original site of uh, Osborne Barabax, which was established in 1873. There are other ghosts too, such as the one spotted by a security guard during a late-night walkthrough. Uh, I'm going to hope this ain't the same one. I thought it was an intruder. She said... Recently, within seconds, she realized that she saw, although in a human in, in form was anything but my hair just stuck up on the ends in the back of my neck, and I froze. She said, she said she she considered hitting an alarm, but that instant the apparition vanished. She hasn't seen it since. Okay, so it wasn't the same exact story. Other security guards have heard similar stories, but they just brushed them off. Ghosts aren't real, right? (laughs) Oh, that's just my son. Scared the shit out of me. I really get into my ghost stories when I read them. Okay. Still, how, how to explain locked doors that open by themselves... The sound of women's high heels clicking on the marble floors when the building is empty. The books that fall off the shelves when the building is closed. Sometimes you get a shot of static electricity that seems to float around in a ball. On uh, one guard said, "You're on a marble floor, so you can blame it on the. You cannot blame it on the carpet." Other ghost stories include the man who walks the south. 2nd floor hallways wearing a long black suit and top hat. He's even been spotted on the grand staircase and when approached he either vanishes or passes through one of the thick stone walls. Then there are the ghosts of three men who, who have meetings each evening in one of the two large uh, community rooms. These rooms do not see daily use, but seen their share of intense uh, politic debates. Maybe the walls harnessed that energy and released it. A local tour guide, Christine, says there are more unearthly visitors here apparently there's some spirit boy downstairs in the basement area she said you know how some of the doors have uh, panes of glass in them it is not clear glass and from what i had understood the security guard was doing his doing his rounds and saw the and saw these two boys inside the office with their hands cupped around their eyes looking uh, at him In the hallway. That would be spooky. I would definitely shit my pants. He kind of found. What the heck. Are these. Oh he kind of thought. What the heck are these kids doing in here. And then went to the room. And of course. There was nobody there. Okay. Okay. I guess here's some other stuff. She tries to get the boys or their spirits in direct with their uh, tour group. Oh, this is talking about a medium. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Mm. Okay, now here we go. Here's another, here's a story. Some more about it. Ralph McLeanley Parsons, deputy treasurer, minister for the province for twenty-six years, shot himself with a thirty-eight caliber revolver in the first-floor wa- washroom of the legislative building on the uh, on February the nineteenth, nineteen forty-seven, at eleven fifteen a.m. Sorry about that. I'm finishing up this cough drop, and I went. Give me a minute. All right. How to get the dogs out of here. He is the only confirmed death in the uh, legislative building. His suicide stunned the government of then uh, prime minister uh, Stuart garson in the newspaper cov- coverage that followed. Okay, well that's uh that's about it for that. But this is uh an old building and uh, it's uh <clears throat> when you get old Capitol buildings like this where a lot of um uh politics and stuff happened every day and all that and you get that energy and stuff and people you know that have died there And this isn't like the first legislative, uh, like, uh, government building I've covered. And there was one I did where a guy killed himself. He was swindling money and got caught. And then he shot himself in his office. And his ghost still haunts his office in the hallway. woo Ah, All right, guys. Ah. You know what? I will be right back. I'm going to get ready for the next story. Well, how's everybody doing today? It's your good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a spine, baby. Well, if you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is it, Some bitch, Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting day, babies. We gonna get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white light lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of borderline Texas trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day. Talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that, and we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes, and then I got the uncle that I talk to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana, and. He calls sometimes. We have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Kona. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dickie, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. because we, we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've whined and dine with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby, but I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it, If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, (coughs) come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. All right. Our next story is the Glacier Hotel in Fort Bitten, Montana. The historical building in Glacier National Park buildings of Glacier Na- of Glacier National Park are home to a glut of ghostly ghoulish stories and spooky accounts of specters that go bump in the night which for years former red bus driver Robert Lukey shared with restless young passengers aboard his uh, bus tours. If you have a bunch of kids on your bus, especially unruly ones, they settle down immediately when you begin telling the ghost stories. He said, and if Luke's tales could, uh, if Luke's tales could seat could seat still a squirmy little youngster. They had the opposite effect on his uh, full-grown passengers, who's apparently appreciated his stories and tempered uh, by his age. (coughs) Okay, through the years, some of the uh, scariest tales have been uh, preserved through oral tradition, many of them by the uh, winter Caretakers in the hotel, night clerks in some of the uh, parks' great uh, lodges, like the uh, McDonald McDonald Lodge in the uh, <clears throat> Mini uh, Glacier Hotel. Here, ghostly creek. Here, uh, where ghostly ghostly creeks and grooms are creepy enough until. One begins pursuing the paranormal, uh, the paranormal people. To document the tales, Luke began joining or jotting down their accounts, compelled them into a driver's manual for the for the for other bus drivers to read and share with the passengers, many of whom are eager to hear about Glacier's haunted history. Okay, I don't care about the. Well, I guess this is uh, talking about the McDow- McDonald Lodge, too. So we're going to talk about two lodges, I guess. Son of a bitch. At the Lake McDonald Lodge, a woman dressed in old time clothes has been spotted by a security man and a night uh, attendant, many times looking out the uh, lobby windows that open to the lakeside. Uh, Vernet. Vern- uh, for Native. guests have heard a couple arguing loudly on the uh, balconies though there was no one there at night at night you can at night people felt something run its fingers through their hair one evening Luke said and just outside the parks West Glacier of the West Glacier entrance a residential paranormal prankster nicknamed Bob was uh, has earned his keep at the Belton Shelton by playing tricks on guests and the employees alike stealing room keys and spooky guests Luke said on one occasion a horrified woman complained to the lobby clerk that her husband while showering had turned around and encountered a he she had turned around and encountered a young girl standing in the shower he left a short while later his suitcase packed in a hurry and his hair still wet that would scare the shit out of me too if i was in a freaking shower and I turn around and there's a freaking little kid in there, a little girl. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Luke can't explain these stories, but he believes them to be true. All right, here we go. Uh, okay. A few years ago, Arthur and paranormal investigator. Karen Stevens made Luke's stories available to the uh, greater public when she published Glacier's ghost stories. Okay, let's see. Okay, we're going to go right here. Here's a story. As a seven-year-old girl, Stevens' father transformed the family Transform the family's basement into a playroom for the children in disturbance that did not sit well with the resident ghost footsteps would plop up on the stairs from the base would pop up on the stairs from the basement and stop at the kitchen door so basically they'd stop at the bottom and go up all the way to the door um Doorbells would ring, doorknobs would turn, and lights would flick on and off. But despite uh, consulting electricians about faulty wiring, an an explanation uh, annulled the the family. Uh, This is where the woman who... uh, Wrote the guy's story, started getting into the paranormal when she was a kid when her uh, father did that. Yeah, but y'all go check out. Here's, uh, see. Apparently, this is a cluster of hotels like in Glacier, so. Okay, well, that's about it for the Glacier uh, hotels in the area and how haunted they are. They don't really, uh, Say who the ghosts are or what happened or anything. They just uh, like to haunt the place, apparently. All right. Well, let me get my notes ready for the next story. Okay. The next story is The Meeker Mansion. Sorry, I had to get a drink. I was parched. All right, the Meeker Mansion. Ezra Meeker was an American pioneer who helped drum up drum up support for western expansion. He found success on the other side of Oregon, of the Oregon Trail, where he became the hoop king of the world. He supplied local brewers with his uh, crop, and his wife. Eliza built the uh, Meeker Mansion after founding the town of Puya Up. Over a hundred years later, the couple still hasn't left their prized home, and their ghosts are admitted uh, around, continuing their lives even after their death. Ezra's rentless snoring is a major excuse me constant to the overnight guest and El- eliza's perfume can be smelled all around the house the two also like to make their appearance known whenever social functions are hosted in the mansion even through even though the Meekin mansion is now a museum the meeker family isn't leaving anytime soon all right here is the story in the history of this couple in the house Ezra Meeker was born in Ohio in 1830 and grew up mainly in Indiana. Born to a family of farmers, he learned at a young age that he enjoyed working outside. He did not do well in school either. At 21 years old, he married Eliza, his high school sweetheart, a few years later. The two ended up in Iowa, having been promised free land upon which to build a farm. And they get there and nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Iowa wasn't what they expected. The land wasn't free and the winters were way too cold. They heard about free land in the Pacific Northwest, not to mention the climate was a lot less harsh, harsher than in extreme of the uh, Great Plains. In 1852, just after the birth of their son, the two decided to embark on a journey Via the Oregon Trail would be a worthy, would be a worthwhile endeavor. It was a rough trip. The 2,000 mile hike. Oh my God, they fucking walked. Damn, with a baby. Oh man, nobody, I couldn't do that. The 2,000 mile hike took the Meeker party six whole months to complete. Unlike other families that crossed the trail. Everyone survived. Although Olivia, uh, Oliver and Israel, uh, Israel, uh, Israel's brother became ill, through he recovered after four days. They traveled with several ox with and cows and had ample food supplies. They hunted wild bison when necessary. The Meekers uh, were not alone. Over 400,000 other people Crossed the Oregon Trail, and they were also in sight of thousands of uh, other parties. They took it slow as they they did not want to damage their wagon. Their con- they they constantly passed abandoned carriages and stranded families, and the last thing they wanted to do, and the last thing they wanted was to suffer a similar fate. Occasionally uh tribes stopped them to demand province in exchange for a safe passage. Luckily, they managed to escape without incident. Upon arriving in Oregon, the Merker family settled in Portland, then moved to, Saint, to Mount St. Helens. Ex, uh, the father worked various jobs, then it, uh, eventually made his first land claim near present-day Coma. Washington, where he built a log cabin after hearing that the northern half of the Oregon Territory would become—hey, what are y'all doing? Would become re- uh, reorganized into the Washington Territory. He decided to move to Puget Sound. right. Ezra made several land claims around the region after, be, after being introduced to hops by, by a friend. He decided to try his hand at growing them. He made a killing as the crop had yet to be established in the region. Hop farming later boomed in the uh, Pudget, in Pudget Sound. But Meeker had a head start and was already supplying major brewers in the uh, boom kicked it. Or the boom kicked in. It didn't take long for the Meeker for Meeker to become known as the Hop King of the World. Meeker hit it big. He wrote an 80-page paper to promote invest, investments in the region. He traveled across the country trying to convince railroad tycoons to lay out tracks towards the Pacific Northwest. Upon arriving home, he bought a huge tracts of land around his cabin, and founded the town of Puyallup Ezra was voted the first mayor in 1890 Ezra went to become a prospector in the uh, cold the cold uh, in the Klondike gold rush there he was mostly unsuccessful he then continued to advocate for american migration to the west rubbing shoulders with a few presidents along the way what are y'all doing? Quit licking. He traveled the Oregon Trail several more times in in the uh, pro, in in the uh, progress. Upon his death in 1928, Meeker had became an American icon and one of the most well known pi, uh, pioneers of the West. Now we're going to go over the Meeker Mansion. The Meekers built their built their mansion in 1890. Up until that point, most of their most of their time had been spent living in log cabins, having fed up with the uh, ra- <clears throat> having got fed up with raising their children and such cramped housing. The, uh... Anyways, Eliza requested that they build a proper home using the wealth they had accumulated from farming. They built the Meeker Mansion at a cost of, oh my god, $26,000. But that was a lot of money back then. I mean, now you can't buy a house for $26,000. But This was different times though back then, guys. The mansion was built in the Italianate, Italianate, Italianate style. The Meekers even had an Italian artist living in the house with them for a year. And had him paint the ceiling in a style that matched the architect outside. (coughs) The mansion was okay. The Meeker Mansion was used as a retirement and nursing home for the uh, Grand Army of the Republic from 1914 to 1961. By the 1960s, the house had become failing and to disappear, and it was planned for demolish. VI controlled burning it. It was saved by the Puyup Historical Society, which poured money into the mansion for the rest of restoration. Today, the uh, Meeker Mansion is a museum, and it is on the Historical Society uh, deal. The house can also be rented out for overnight stays. Now that would be some cool shit. I would like that. Eraza and Eliza Meeker may be long gone, but their spirits are still alive and well in the old place of residence. After all the after all they found after all they only founded the city of Puyup and helped the uh, budget sound and help put the budget sound on the map they aren't going to leave easily guests and staff at the museum have reported multiple paranormal uh sightings though they say the meekers are rather friendly <clears throat> many catch glimpses of the meekers in their old bedroom they are sometimes seen sleeping though eliza is often seen looking through the bedroom window those who have spent the night claim to have heard aliz uh Ezra Is, anyways the father's a uh, ghost snoring, especially when they decided to sleep in the bedroom. Sometimes he appears laying in bed right next to the guest, oh shit that would flip me the fuck out right there, Jesus Christ, I'd piss my pants. Could you imagine being in a fucking bed and then rolling over and there's some fucking old guy ghost there just looking at you? Uh, Fuck that, I'm out, man. I'd run. Seemingly lying any uh, boundaries pertaining to uh, personal space. So he's basically right up in your grill. Fuck that. Guests can also catch a glimpse of the Meeker's Meeker's daily routines. Ezra can sometimes be seen in the yard sawing logs. Eliza has been spotted putting on perfume in the restrooms by in the restrooms and many even say they can smell the fragrance around the house. The couple sometimes makes an appearance during social events, vanishing into thin air once they are attracted when they have attracted too much attention. okay let's see and that's really about it so if you're ever up there around uh washington go check out this uh meeker mansion for us and tell us what you think well guys hope you guys enjoyed this segment I mean, this episode, next episode's going to be a hell of a lot better because we're going to be covering Halloween, halloween baby. I fucking love Halloween. I'm ready. But I'm glad you guys stopped by today. Once again, man, I want to thank you guys, everybody out there. You know, it makes me feel good and awesome. I do this from a little bitty old town of Minerals, Texas, USA, and I'm being heard all over the world. I've noticed our numbers in Italy have gone up, Brazil, Germany, excuse me, Indonesia, South Africa, um, Canada, Spain. If I'm leaving anybody out, I'm sorry, but it's really starting to click and it's awesome. So I just want to say thank you guys. You can check this uh, podcast out, guys, on any platform, even YouTube. Go check our stuff out on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm working on uh, maybe doing a TikTok channel for the uh, podcast, but we'll see what happens. But I, I'm just amazed that I'm being heard all over the world, and everybody likes what I'm doing. So, and like I said, it's Halloween time. If you guys have any stories from where you live or where you're at, or haunted buildings or anything, DM me. Put it. Uh, get a hold of me on Facebook on Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I think it'll be awesome. I'll look. I'll do the research on it and talk about your uh, place that's haunted in your neck of the woods. So I think that'll be a grand time. Yeah, but y'all guys do that for Halloween. That's your homework. And your other homework is keep doing a good job on the numbers, man. They're just, it's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in October. And we will be covering Hallow's Eve. <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye. Hoo, hoo, hoo,